Hello, friends. Welcome to Silo Busting. I'm your host, Allison Coden, an interaction designer at EPEM Continuum. Here in month 13 of my personal version of pandemic isolation, what I really miss is shopping. Hear me out. I get that this is not the acutest pain of quarantine, certainly not the greatest hardship that we've collectively endured. That said, in my current life of online size charts, tiny color swatches, and seemingly endless packages, I'm longing to try something on in three sizes until I get the fit just right. To let my eye catch on something else unexpected, to pick it up, feel its weight, smell it. I miss the retail experience, even at its most mundane, with all my senses. Of course, as Buck Sleeper, who leads our restaurants and retail vertical, and producer Ken Gordon point out in today's conversation, quarantine has transformed retail, along with basically everything else, into something rich and strange. One year of forcible separation from brick-and-mortar retailers, and I've ordered all kinds of things I never thought I'd be comfortable purchasing sight unseen. We'll all go back to our malls and boutiques with new habits and new expectations, maybe even a new craving for moments of human connection. In the future blend space that Buck and Ken describe, retailers have a unique opportunity to shape experiences, engage our individual preferences, and cater to us in ways that go far beyond the purely digital or purely physical. Let's hear about what we might have to look forward to. Hello, Buck. Hi, Ken. Welcome back. Um, Thanks for having me back. It's good to have you back on Silo Busting. Let's talk today about blend space. What sure. in the world is blend space, Buck? And how is blend space different from the thing they call omnichannel retail? Sure. So um, thanks for having me back. Uh, blend space is a recent proof of concept that our team within EPAM Continuum has been looking at as it pertains to the future of uh, shopping, um, not just brick and mortar shopping, but uh, how we shop online, emerging uh, trends in edge retail distribution, and what this space is going to look like in the future uh, when we are fully recovered from this global pandemic and enter our new normal. Mm, so tell me now, okay, how about, what do you say to the person that says, how is this different from omnichannel? What's, what's the difference? Sure. So we, we talk a lot about omnichannel design. Over the years, I believe it's come to mean uh, more conversation about how do we how do we combine all of the digital channels uh, within an ecosystem as opposed to all of the channels. So um, for shopping, uh, omnichannel is a combination of uh, in-store checkout, mobile shopping, social shopping, e-commerce. Um, but really, the way that people shop today is in person, um, they use a personal shopper, they shop from home, they shop in, in store. Uh, they're using vending machines in, and lockers in ways that uh, we never really thought were viable previously. So blend space is an opportunity to step all the way back and say, um, what is shopping right now? How do we engage in these different channels? And how do we pull it together in a, into a cohesive enough experience that a retailer can, can actualize it in its operations? And a shopper um, or an employee has a has a uh, uh, you know a, a high self esteem journey through that um, uh, through that brand and and the business they're growing. I, I like the high self esteem journey. That's nice. Um, who needs to know about this? Who are the who are the people most urgently need to understand what blend space is and, and why? So I think the people that need to know about this are those folks within organizations who are 
in charge of their channel. Um, so that could be the, the team running an e-commerce platform, the team looking at store design and, um, uh, and operations. Um, but we also need to potentially build a, a new group of, of individual that is responsible for looking at all of that um, in its entirety. Typically, it's hard to find a role uh, that looks at the entire organization until you go all the way up to the to the C-suite, sometimes even that chief executive officer. Yep. So um, more and more, we're seeing roles that are looking across, for instance, a consortium of brands and saying, how do we make sure that all of these brands are working together within a channel? What we actually need is a new role that looks across the entire organization and says, how do we make sure that um, uh, when someone interacts with us, they're doing it uh, in a way that um, uh, is easy and is on their is on their terms. Typically, that's been a chief customer officer or, or a chief experience officer. That role has has been um, uh, very targeted towards insights or metrics. Um, what we really need to do is to expand that into operations and deployment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think when I think about deployment, I think about sort of the uh, the ge- geography of where Blend Space is. And can we talk about the the space part of Blend Space? Is it really about bringing like a like a space designer's attitude to digital, or maybe a digital attitude towards spatial design, or, or something else entirely? How how do these things uh, manifest themselves? Sure. So you know me; I'm a space designer by by training. So on the one hand, it's the lens through which I see the world, and on the other hand. Um, it's something I frequently check myself on to, to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that's, not our, that's not our only move. Blend space in some of the materials that we've developed to date very much centers around the physical brick and mortar store. This is a question we've been asking ourselves since before COVID shut things down. What is the future of brick and mortar? What happens to the ground when everything moves to the cloud? This is... Um, uh, extremely urgent when looking at um, not only your main street store, but also um, your larger uh, uh, mall footprint or, or distribution center. So it does begin in many ways with the physical experience of, of being in the, in the store. Where we're looking to push this next is, is kind of looking left and right uh, when it comes to scale and geography. So if, you're, if your mainline store is your workhorse, um, then you know, looking down in scale, we're, uh, we're seeing more and more uh, uptake in both use, um, but also deployment of edge retail. So that's lockers and, and vending machines taking uh, click and collect or discovery and dispersing it across completely new, new geographies. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, we're looking at a shift upwards towards distribution and a, um, a really clear example of that is uh, we're seeing fewer uh, stores that aren't also distribution centers. So if you purchase something online, um, it's uh, very likely that that might came off that might come off the the shelf that a customer could also choose some um, choose from, and so your store becomes a distribution center. Right. Now, I I heard a cloud float into your vocabulary there. And I (laughs) want to know, because you've written previously about creating a kind of data friendship between small and big data. And I was wondering how this applies uh, into the idea of blend space. Yeah, we we talk 
Ken, you and I have talked a lot about quant and qual and yeah. how um, they complement each other. Quant is really great at understanding what a group of people is doing uh, at scale, um, looking across your entire target audience and, and geography. Um, whereas qual is really good at looking at why someone is doing uh, the thing that they are and, and a really good approach to getting deep into understanding someone's behaviors. I think where this comes together in a concept like blend space is that your um, preferences, your needs, whether they are um, stated or uh, observed can begin to create a new experience for you. And, um, and part of that could be as you walk into uh, a, a blend space, the shopping um, or browsing history that you've already identified, um, say you're looking at a pair of glasses. Uh, when, you, when you walk into a, an eyeglasses store, they would already be highlighted um, as something that you've, you've identified as maybe this is, this is for you on their website. Now I just need to, to try them on. And so where the, the data part of the quantitative comes in is that it allows um, your preferences and your, your history to be a little bit more pervasive and come to life in a store. I think where we have to be really careful is that, is that that's still creepy and yeah. the mechanisms by which you opt in um, or out of that kind of experience uh, uh, are still, you know, not only very much in development in terms of what is a best practice, but it's something that I think needs to be tailored to individual brands and experiences. How does one enter into the blend space experience? How does it, how does it, how does a retailer, how does a company begin uh, to start um, doing blend space and doing it properly? Buck. It, it starts with stepping all the way back and, and really understanding what you are as a store, what you are as a brand and who, who shops there. I think it's really easy when um, looking at something like blend space and to think that, oh, this is just digital physical merge. Let's look at our tech stack. Let's see if our physical spaces are ready to accept um, computer vision or, or uh, for motion tracking or, or simple checkout. But th- it's really a holistic reset. Um, so where we recommend you start is by asking uh, three big questions as they relate to your customer. So uh, an understanding of mode. Um, so an understanding of mode, why people shop, um, in your store, what they're looking for, uh, an understanding of journey, how are they shopping today? Um, where are their points of friction or, or delight? And then, um, back to the question around channel, where are they shopping and why? And the, the blend part of this comes together in that, um, we've seen a, a huge amount of evidence in the last 12 months that the typical patterns shoppers uh, uh, go through in order to, to purchase something are, are broken. And as, as an example, um, Ken, you might uh, n- know exactly the bicycle that you want to buy. You've picked it out online and you want it um that afternoon. So you do click and collect and you go grab it at the store and that works for you. 
uh, I might see that same bicycle and say, there's no way I'm going to purchase a bicycle until I've actually ridden around this store. And so what I might need is an, is a, a trial experience where I, I go into the store, I ride it, and then you know I've got a small car. There's no way I'm taking it home so you can ship it to my house. So these primary modes of discovery and transaction are no longer um, tightly bound to a single, a single channel or a single interaction. And so it really comes um, down to uh, blending those technologies and experiences together to the point where you can have your shopping experience and I can have mine um, both within the same brand, but on our own terms. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, so, so for my last question, I, I want to sort of build on the, the one from before, which is where we asked, how does, how does one start? Does the blend space experience conclude? How do we know we're done blending or do we, is it a, an ever iterative process? How do you see the sort of life cycle of blend space playing out? So I think retail is an iterative process, whether that's um, a change in product line or a change in season, um, new pressures to connect with your community or reflect the shifting needs of um of your customer base or your your employee base, so I think to re- to reflect that that constant change, um, that blend space absolutely can't uh, stand still. It's a it's a process, um, and if you step all the way back and and maintain your curiosity around the questions of of um, why, how, and where, mm-hmm. then um, it will you'll never actually uh, arrive at that final uh, destination. But you'll be in a point. Um, and, uh, and kind of a, a process within your, your transformation um, where you're constantly figuring out where to blend next. Terrific. That's terrific. Thanks so much, Buck. I've enjoyed this conversation about blend space. Likewise. Thanks for having me, Ken. All right, man. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been Silo Busting, a podcast from EPAM Continuum. EPAM Continuum integrates business, experience, and technology consulting focused on accelerating breakthrough ideas into meaningful impact. Why do we do this? Because real opportunities aren't siloed. Thanks to Buck Sleeper and Ken Gordon out from behind the scenes for this episode for their great conversation. Cheers to Kip Halalas, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting this podcast recorded. I'm your host, Allison Coton, and I'm off to hang out at the mall.